Hello and welcome to the Allen and Overy podcast. Recently, I heard the CEO of a large bank talk about how his organisation had become data obsessed. It's a statement that CEOs from all industries might feel kinship with, not just the banks. But as often as you hear business leaders talk about monetizing data or using it for deep business insights, we're also hearing about another topic, and that's data and ethics. Today, we're going to look at how organizations can create the right data culture and why it's important that they do so. My name is Rose Hall, and I head up BD for our tech group. Joining me today is Karishma Brumbert, a senior associate in our technology and data team in London. So Karishma, let's start by setting the scene. Why are we talking about data and ethics today? What's brought this to the table? Hi, Rose. So we live in a world in which data is ubiquitous. And this has, to a large extent, resulted from data generating and data driven technologies. And I think essentially there are four main types of stakeholders who have propelled data ethics to be the subject of discussion that it is today. So the first group is the consumers. And consumers, we found, are increasingly aware that their data is a valuable asset. And this isn't just valuable to them. This is valuable to all types of organizations, so from governments to corporates. And I think this isn't only down to data protection laws, because obviously the GDPR has been a huge catalyst in propelling just the concept of data into public consciousness. But it's also the likes of Edward Snowden and Max Schrems who, through their more active and activist behaviours, have played a significant role in shining a light on the way that governments and corporates use data. So I think consumers are increasingly vocal about um, the ways in which they think their data is being or should be used. Um, And only recently we saw a fintech company be called out on social media um, for apparently using personal data to shame single people. So we're seeing that consumers are being very activist about um, the way in which their data is used. So the second group is regulators. And we've seen a trend in regulators becoming increasingly active in enforcing um, data-related laws on the various companies and organizations to which they apply, but also leveraging these laws to look into the way in which these organizations are using data. Essentially, regulators are using the laws um, as a bit of a platform, really, to, to look into the internal workings of the companies beyond just compliance with the letter of the law. Um, Then, of course, we have the companies who are constantly looking to innovate, constantly looking to stay one step ahead of their competitors. And in doing so, they're leveraging their access to huge data sets and sophisticated technologies. As we've seen in the past, the risk of doing this is that in using the insights that they get into consumer behavior, customer behavior, public psyche, there is a risk that regulators and members of the public see this type of activity as being creepy or underhand. And then finally, and this is a little bit of a newer development, I think, but we've got the investors who are more actively urging companies to remedy perceived ethical deficiencies in their data management practices, suggesting that it's only a matter of time before data ethics makes its way onto the ESG agenda or the environment, social and governance agenda um, of organisations. And then let's be quite specific. What do you mean exactly when you talk about data ethics? 
so broadly, there are two main ways in which we can define uh, data ethics. An academic definition says that data ethics is study and the evaluation of moral problems that relate to data, algorithms, and corresponding practices to essentially formulate and support morally good solutions. In practice, data ethics basically embodies the difference between what organizations can do with data and what they should be doing with data. Now, a common misconception is that the topic of data ethics only really comes up when people are talking about AI. And that's certainly a trend we're seeing now. Technologies like artificial intelligence can be credited for pushing data ethics to the top of the agenda um, in a lot of cases. But I think it's important to remember that Data ethics is technology agnostic, which essentially means that technologies like AI amplify and add new dimensions to ethical uses of data, but they are not the driver of data ethics as a topic. And data ethics essentially applies to all uses of data, um, ranging from AI to something like social listing, which is often carried out by companies across a number of industries. So it sounds to me that we're talking about more than the letter of the law here. Would I be right in taking from what you've said so far that you're advocating for a focus on the spirit of the law? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And and that's where the trend seems to be, at least with the regulators. Where the legislation and the regulation forms the letter of the law, data ethics embodies the spirit of the law. It's It's broadly the thing that underpins law, but isn't necessarily something you can point to in a piece of legislation and say, aha, that's the thing we need to comply with to be seen to be ethical. And obviously, it being so nebulous makes it super easy for companies to comply with and to discuss internally um, and to implement internally. So I guess that's my next question. How, how do businesses begin to think such about such a broad topic? How do you help your clients think about this in a really practical way within the context of their business operations? So it probably won't surprise you to hear that data ethics is one of the most operationally complex risk management challenges that that is facing companies today. There's actually a really good academic paper by Luciano Floridi and Maria Rosario Tadeo in which they identified three axes of ethics research. And these are data, algorithms and practice. And as it happens, these also happen to be really neat ways of thinking about the operationalization of data ethics in practice. So taking your first axis, the ethics of practice, what are your top tips for embedding ethical approaches to the data into the governance model and internal controls of the business? So data ethics is something that essentially needs to be ingrained within an organization's fabric. It doesn't really work to just superficially layer it on top. And we've seen a couple of examples of this um, in the past where companies have tried to essentially stick a plaster, an ethics plaster uh, on top of their organization and we've seen everything fall apart. Essentially, to establish an ethical data culture, organizations need to make sure that they're engaging the right stakeholders. And you need to get together a multidisciplinary team to set tone from the top to establish data ethics principles, 
for this one, actually, there is a growing body of helpful guidance that can help organisations to come up with data ethics principles that are most relevant and most applicable to their business. Um, and finally, the, the multi-stakeholder and multidisciplinary team can help to establish um, an appropriate governance framework. Interesting. So tell me a bit more about the governance framework. What would go into that? Yeah, so the governance framework is a little bit of a patchwork of different elements. So it comprises of things like policies and procedures, um, risk-based, role-based training for relevant personnel. And as you can expect, with something like data ethics, the type of training that you might give to a data scientist is very different to the type of training that you might give to, say, the marketing team. Um, the governance framework also includes coming up with appropriate carrot and stick mechanisms, essentially to incentivize people to take ethics seriously. Because it's not strictly grounded in law, as in there isn't, a, there isn't always a particular provision you can point at, it can be difficult for something like data ethics to get traction within an organization. Um, it is something that organizations need to start taking seriously. And I think as part of this, um, there is the data ethics board. And increasingly, we're, we're hearing a lot of noise about uh, organizations setting up various types of ethics boards um, to, to essentially govern their data use. So the Data Ethics Board is a really interesting one, actually, because we have been seeing a lot of stories about different organizations establishing data ethics boards and defining the roles and the responsibilities of these boards very differently. So I don't think there's a, there's a market standard yet. There isn't really a market practice yet. And for in a lot of cases, it seems to be a case of trial and error in figuring out what type of board works best for the organization that it's established in. Um, I think the key to any data ethics board is to make sure that the role, the purpose, the accountability and the procedures are clearly defined and that it comprises a, a broad range of internal and external members who have got the diversity of skills, um, the diversity of perspectives, and the diversity of backgrounds to make sure that the board fulfills its task effectively. You said that your second data axis was the ethics of data. And I understand that that looks at how the organisation intends to use data. What are the key considerations under that grouping? So it helps to think about ethics of data as essentially concerning the input and the output of any processing activity. So if we take the input first, Organizations need to think about what data was used to train the technology that's being used to process the data in the first place. And this point sort of overlaps with the ethics of algorithms point that I mentioned earlier. An algorithm can essentially only be as good as the data that's used to train it. So if there are any deficiencies in the training data, this will ultimately result in inadvertent limitations um, to the utility of the algorithm or, or the overall technology. So it's really important for organizations to make sure that any training data that's used um, in, in their software, their products, their tools, uh, 
is accurate and that it's adequate and it's relevant for the purpose. Perhaps more fundamentally, in relation to the input data, they also need to think about whether their use of data is proportionate for the purposes. So say the algorithm's been trained up, it's now being deployed in the organization. Is it being used to process more data than is necessary for whatever the purpose of the tool is? Because that ultimately links back into the principles that we've seen time and time again in various data protection laws. So things like data minimization and proportionality and necessity for the purpose. In relation to the output, I think we've come a long way from the days of compartmentalized data collection and processing. And the boundaries of what's considered to be acceptable data uses are fluid and constantly shifting. And I think it's this uncertainty that has the potential to catch organizations off guard. When it comes to ethical uses of data, key considerations, I think, are things like you know, are you using data to mirror consumer preferences or are you using data to manipulate them? What are the societal implications of your use of data? So does it create some sort of a filter bubble where individuals only see information that's related to their preferences? Um, does it create some form of an echo chamber, for example, where user beliefs are reinforced by like-minded or more extreme content? Or does the societal implications of your use of data essentially have a more positive impact on individuals and society in expanding their horizons and expanding their thinking? And finally, is it fair to use data in the way um, that you're contemplating as an organization? So for example, how relevant is the data that you're collecting relative to the purposes of the processing. And when, when you collected the data in the first place, did the individuals actually envisage that you'd now be using it for this new purpose? And this, is, this isn't a new issue, right? We've seen it previously in the context of big data. And it's, it's, it's an ongoing issue that I think a lot of organizations are facing, particularly in light of the new technologies that they're using. So, Karishma, you talked about uh, new purposes for existing data. What if that data was collected by a third party in the first instance? How do you manage that? I think that's a really valid question, actually, because organisations get so much of their data from third parties and that they don't get it directly from the individuals or they don't generate it directly themselves. It's actually quite important for organisations to be interrogating the source of the data that they're using, um, as well as the intentions of any third parties that will be making any downstream use of data that the company's generating or um, collecting. And in practice, these can be tackled through carrying out appropriate due diligence on data sources, um, appropriate due diligence on the third parties, and essentially backing these up with practical measures like contractual provisions that help to protect the data, at least contractually, um, both in terms of where it came from, but also where it's going and what it might be used for. So some questions that organizations might want to ask could include things like, uh, what data was used to train and test and validate the algorithms? Uh, where did you get the data from? And how will the data be processed? And what's the onward use? 
Given the complexity of data ecosystems, as we've seen from the Cambridge Analytica scenario, one company's misuse of data may very well lead to public investor and regulatory backlash against another. So finally, your third axis, and that's the ethics of algorithms. What are the key questions to consider when establishing an ethics framework here? So there's actually a really great quote from a data scientist called Cathy O'Neill that goes, algorithms are opinion embedded in code. And I think this this perfectly encapsulates the, the trouble with algorithms and the types of factors that companies need to think about when they are using sophisticated technologies like AI um, to process data. Essentially, what this quote means is that opinions, priorities, values and prejudices of the people who create the algorithms are woven into the algorithmic DNA. Now, of course, the problems only really arise where these result in biases um, along, say, gender lines, race lines, socioeconomic lines. These are the issues that we've seen discussed in regulatory papers issued by the likes of the Information Commissioner's Office in the UK or the FTC um, in the US. The other key point for companies to consider in relation to the ethics of algorithms is how understandable the algorithm is. Everyone's heard of the black box issue. I mean, it's basically a scenario where we have a system, essentially an AI system, whose inner workings and rationale are opaque or inaccessible to human understanding. This is a definition that's been issued by the Turing Institute, and I think it's a really neat way of understanding what this black box problem is. Now, there are data scientists across the world who are working on this problem, who are trying to figure out how we can understand the rationale of decisions made by um, AI in the black box context. But ultimately, it comes down to the company using the algorithm to be comfortable that it can explain how the algorithm works and to be comfortable that it can essentially stand behind the decisions made by the algorithm, um, whether or not you know, they can decode this black box at all. Without getting too technical in our podcast, there are a number of different ways that algorithms can be interrogated and explained. Um, So the black box isn't necessarily a black box in all scenarios, but this is very much a live issue that companies need to be aware of when they are using um, sophisticated technology to to process data. One point to flag, which I'm I'm not quite sure we, we have covered in any great detail, is that when we're talking about data and we're talking about data ethics, we're actually talking about all data. We're not just talking about personal data. And personal data obviously is the element of, or is the type of data that invokes pretty strong feelings and reactions from basically all segments of society. But when we're talking about data ethics, we are talking about the ethical use of any data, regardless of whether you can identify an individual from it. So data ethics, the ethics of algorithms, um, data and practices should apply more broadly across the company's ethical practices and not just be limited to, say, the things that are that are already covered by their privacy compliance programs. And to wrap up, if you wanted to leave our audience with one last takeaway in this area, what would it be? 
actually, Rose, can I be a little bit cheeky and ask for two, <laughs> two takeaways? Thank you. So the, I think the first takeaway is that data ethics is a concept that applies to all data, not just personal data, which means everything we've been talking about so far, all of the guidance that it has been issued by the various organizations, it applies to data beyond personal data. That also means that any data ethics frameworks that companies need to put in place need to expand beyond just the personal data. The second key takeaway, and I think this is essentially a data ethics mantra, if you like, is just because you can doesn't mean you should. What most regulators want to see is that organizations are trying their best to protect the rights and interests of individuals and, in some cases, the rights and interests of society as a whole when they're using data. Now, in practice, this will typically mean using the letter of the law as a floor and not a ceiling for compliance. Adopting a considered approach to data ethics may just allow companies to demonstrate this and to find the sweet spot between business innovation on the one hand and public and regulatory scrutiny on the other. Thank you very much, Karishma.